0: Hi, this is Nathan. Welcome to the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. Oh, hi there! Welcome to the pod. I'm Dylan James Weaver, but most folks around here just call me Dylan. Why don't you get the whole family together and join us for another exciting episode of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod? To the Wad Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver, and I'm Andrew Sabo, and we are here to talk about the first episode that we are covering in the Pastor George <laughs> Barkley arc called "A Prayer for George Barkley."
1: Yes, sir. It's the first episode we are covering together. I accidentally covered a prequel on my own. <laughs>
0: yeah, we never released. <laughs> we made the executive decision, meaning. I just made the call to start here when mm-hmm.
1: talking about this arc. Yes, sir.
0: Was it the wrong call? I don't know. I Tweet don't
1: at me. So. I don't think so. I mean, I listened. The The, the episode in question is uh, our daily bread. It's just him losing his job, which is informed in this episode. So, nah. I don't really think it's a big deal. I mean, it's the thing that sets the ball in motion. Yeah, but... But it's not the meat. No, no. And it... You get a lot of like I didn't realize how much about that you were gonna hear about in this episode. So oh yeah, this
0: episode just recaps that because the the episode in question, our daily bread, aired like over a year before this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it was a part of that like um like themed album, a concept album. If yeah, you will. a concept album. That's the word for it. Dylan's so good with words. It just, yeah, it, I don't know. I decided to start here, and so we are. Oh, I'm glad um, that we did. I, I, To be honest, I prepped for both of them, and uh, this one's much better, so. <laughs> Yay. Much this, more enjoyable to talk about. Uh, this episode
0: first aired April 2nd of 1994. It was written and directed by Mr. Paul McCusker, and... Uh, I don't know. The other the other thing of note is that it's the Hal Smith only has two episodes after this before he passes. Wow! So we get him right at the tail end. Yeah. In his in his role in this episode, and it mm-hmm. was I was very happy to see him. And yeah. Was like, oh, Hal Smith! I didn't know if if it would be
1: you, but it is. It is. I didn't realize that he passed away so early on. I mean, I realize Buddy, we are...
0: Like, this is episode 262. I mean... But but also, we're only, like, six years into the show. Yeah, exactly. It is... Yeah, he does leave a strong impression. And they also, like... Wit doesn't... Like, they do stuff so that Wit's presence is still felt for a long... Like, there are a lot of episodes between now and... And when Wit returns.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. So, Which, I think
0: that's the thing that we often forget. Will we ever cover that? Who's to say? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe.
1: Maybe. I know one guest really wants us to. I know that one host really wants us to. <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? Uh, um, There's so much Odyssey we could cover. It's true, it's, it's true. Just, it's almost it's, like there's like 900 episodes or yeah, something weird. like that. Um, Actually, there's more than that. There's 902 now. They put out two new episodes.
0: They did, but they're also, I think Truth Chronicles don't count as uh, numbers except for Kidsboro. What? Oh, I hated that. Because Kidsboro aired yep. on the radio, Truth yep. Chronicles never did. Yep. So, like, I think that's, like, nine additional ones. I also, f- I feel like there's other, like, weird fudgings of numbers. There's also, like, episodes that are clip shows, so should they even count? No. Well, yes. Well, yeah. My point exactly. And stay tuned for our Patreon exclusive podcast. <laughs> and there are episodes that like aired once and have never aired again. Mm-hmm. So, like, do those count towards the total number?
1: Does the Officer Harley collection count?
0: Right. And especially considering some of those episodes were remade into other ones, like we
1: covered last fall with the Twilight Zone. Is that a Hoobler question? Like, would that would have to—is it higher than a writer? Would it be a what? producer or director? Like, who would who decides the canon? Like, who?
0: Well, I mean, I think the fact that they're numbered up to nine hundred means that, like, they count them at least in like they—they they yeah. are episodes that were produced of the show and they were released at one point. It's just weird talking now about like how many Total Odyssey episodes there are because it's a show that's been going on for over thirty
1: years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We don't know the real number. Anywho. It's 900.
0: Just, it, it's, it's 900. 900.
1: Let's Let's uh, let's get into the cast, Dylan, because we've got some new characters. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean. Old characters. Right.
0: So so there's not a ton to say here in talking about the cast because, once again, we're talking about early Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Early enough to where we're not really hiring voice actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we may have gone over some of this stuff before. Um, Obviously, we just talked about Hal Smith being wit in this towards the end of his career as wit. We have uh, David Griffin playing Jimmy Barkley, notably five years older than when we covered him for our Christmas episode. um, Because both him and um, Azure Janowski as Donna Barkley, neither of them were ever recast. So they were kids when the show began. And they continued to voice those characters from, I mean, for, like, a good, like, six, seven-year period. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's tough. I, I, hmm, I don't know. I mean, we could talk about Odyssey's decisions as far as, like, what characters they let grow up and what characters they keep frozen in time. I mean, the answer
0: is, like, they don't anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. It
0: felt like in the early days, they let characters grow. They also had a less established brand at that point, so it made more sense as a business decision of, like, people aren't invested in Odyssey as much as they're invested in these specific characters. Yeah. And so, starting out, you could get away with, hey, we're gonna, like, keep the same actors on. These are, like non-professional actors these are you know children (laughs) right children who we pulled in for this and who like but not who have like a resume yeah exactly and they're doing a good job they do an excellent job i think you can definitely hear and this episode may like i think david griffin definitely had like the hardest go of it and they tried to work that into the show of him going through puberty and like they addressed Mm -hmm. his voice change in episodes and stuff and i think like it's cool that they did that and they made it work it's yeah and but you can see how like time has progressed and odyssey has has a tendency to just write characters off or just kind of drop them as they age yeah and the or recast them to keep them young as we've seen in like you know, what we were talking about previously with uh, with Matthew Parker, mm-hmm. where he's been recast like three times. And for Emily, they just hired an adult to voice her from the get-go. So they're, they're doing, I think in times more recent, Odyssey is treating, is like handling this way more like the way the entertainment industry does Mm -hmm. whereas at this point they still feel like this weird like kind of scrappy startup yeah they are just trying to
1: they're making do with what they have yeah have the resources or like the the expectations to perform a certain way this i mean this yeah yeah this is great and you know um not to get ahead of ourselves, but I did really enjoy this episode, and I think the kids' voice acting was a big part of why I liked it. So
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, I definitely it like comes it's, across well. it's authentic. And we have Chuck Bolte as George Barkley, um, mm-hmm. who we've talked about a bunch in the past because George is kind of the one who, who tends to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and interestingly, we have uh, Carol Bilger as Mary Barkley. She is the... What is it? The, she's the fourth actress to voice Mary Barkley. Wow, and she is also the final one. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that they follow her through. Like the they. End. Yeah, yeah, but the fact that we are like. 250 episodes into Odyssey... And they've had four different people. ...is kind of wild. So, like, they had... The first episode with the Barclays, like, they had one actress who just did, like, that Mm two-parter. And then they had another one come on and do, like, the next five. And then, uh, Patty Paris did, you know, I don't know, 12 episodes or something, including the ones that we've covered. Uh The Visitors. And Modesty is the best policy. Yeah. She's the actor for those. And then starting with, um, like, episode 219, going through... The um, end of the character arc. Right, which ends with Pokenberry Christmas, which we'll obviously be covering in this. Like, this is... What we're covering here is the finale for the Barclays. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, Carol Bilger is the voice during that. She is the... Has the most episodes as Mary Barkley and does a really good job. And I honestly like can't even really having tell. just covered yeah. the visitors. She, I don't, really, I can't really tell. She also like is not a character who gets a lot to do, unfortunately. Especially, <laughs> so like especially when we were talking about the visitors. So like I don't yeah. know that I clock her voice. Her voice isn't particularly distinct, so it's easy for exactly. just kind of anybody to slot in. And I think that that's maybe. Amplified by the fact that they've had four different actors play her within, you know, 300 episodes.
1: 300 episodes.
0: Wow. That's a lot of Odyssey. That's so much. I'm not saying that she's been in 300 episodes. No, no, no. I know. I'm but saying like the, within the first of the 300 episodes yeah, of, yeah. of Odyssey. I mean, yeah, they were just cranking, cranking episodes them out, out in the early days. Anyways. Anyways do uh, you want to roll the promo? Yeah, yeah, now now that we've gotten through a lot of cast info and just general talking about the context of Odyssey, I think it's promo time. It's promo time. You never know what to expect when Jimmy and Donna Barclay take matters into their own hands. Coming up on Adventures in Odyssey, Jimmy and Donna decide to pray to get their father a job with some amazing results. Will God give George a bigger and better job, or does he have something completely different in mind? Find out next time on Adventures in Odyssey. It's like a basic across-the-board promo, but I miss when basic across-the-board promos had, like, character to them. Oh, yeah, and fun music like that. Yes, that's exactly ding it. The music, ding 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 and ding. just this announcer guy who is, like,
1: like... This time I, on Odyssey. <laughs> like, I
0: have a lot of appreciation for Chris, but her being the host and the announcer it's in tough. current Odyssey is just, like, a bit of a bummer, because I feel like we don't get as much variation
1: yeah and also her voice has aged a decent bit and so it's kind of like i don't know every time i hear her talk it reminds me of like the fact that the show has been around for a really long time and, and that she's she been has
0: hosted the entire time yeah
1: which yeah. is bonkers <laughs> so wild i mean if she makes it to a thousand episodes they gotta write her off like there is <laughs> right new... off the host yeah i mean she is kind of a character in the early episodes yeah no i think that they can give her a one-off episode and set up her grandson as the new host or whatever i don't know what they need to do but <gasps> just make connie the host yeah. um exactly easy <laughs> andrew wants connie for everything i want connie for everything and i want katie buchanan to take over the show kathy kathy Man. you just katie combine
0: katie lee and kathy buchanan into one person
1: hmm not such a bad idea focus get on that <laughs> yeah Just save some money right <laughs> <Just. laughs> um the
0: this episode has like starts off with the intro that i associate with odyssey yes which is yes wit which is chris going and now adventures in odyssey mm-hmm. wit doing his intro and yep. then we get a clip show yep. teaser This is, I mean, when we were talking about Novacom, this is what we got. This just is... This is Odyssey. Right. Early Odyssey has weird skits that they then, uh, that aren't really available on the Adventures in Odyssey Club. Which is a bit of a bummer. Yeah,
1: they definitely, I mean... They have not aged well at all, but they're kind of fun. Yeah, I I mean if they put out the Harley collection, I feel like they should give us an album of all the weird skits at the beginning of episodes. That would
0: be fun. I would I would enjoy that. Um and then obviously you know like Yeah, New Odyssey is just like the theme and that's Yeah, like, yeah. And and yeah, you get Wit talking over it sometimes or whatever. And obviously, like as we're talking about like certain sagas, like they cut the theme for time and whatever. Mm. But this just This feels like Odyssey.
1: Well, yeah, and it feels like Odyssey, and it's a return to these classic, like, iconic Odyssey characters. Right. The Barclay family It's the first
0: family of Odyssey.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very royal in in feeling, honestly. Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) They're, for a long time, the only real family in Odyssey. Yeah, we have... Like, we have a lot of kids, kids. and we have adults, and we have, like, Connie and Eugene. Uh But, like, as far as a... What Need has it. become so much of a staple of Odyssey in its later days, and especially for a show made by a company who has family in their name. And focusing on it. That's true. It's funny that, like, there was basically just one for a while. Yeah. But they're such a good one.
1: Well, they really make it count, because, I mean, this this episode is is arguably like the Barclays at their finest as far as I'm concerned like the family dynamic here is so good
0: yeah you Um, can tell that they have been performing these parts for for a while years yeah like there is a level of comfort but it also is just like the writers know what they're doing and Mm -hmm. like we I mean we talked about it when we talked about the visitors Mm -hmm. of just like it feels like a real family dynamic yeah and it's so good, and honestly, like I think Odyssey tends to do the family dynamic really well. Oh, like I don't yeah. think of ones where I'm like, oh, that really didn't work. But they don't. Yeah, it's not always that they have. Yeah, I don't know. We yeah, the sibling sibling dynamic, especially, I just love. Yeah, and I we and we talked about that with, that with you know. I mean, we 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 talked about it with Marvin and Tamika. We talk mm-hmm. about it with um. The Laurie
1: and Suzu? <laughs> no. Bad 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 sibling dynamic. That bad one doesn't make dynamic. any sense.
0: No, the one I was going to point to um was uh oh, Matthew and Olivia and yeah. we talked about that at the beginning of Rydell saga. Um oh,
1: What a time that was. Yeah. When we knew had so, so much. much hope. Less. Yeah.
0: Um so this episode starts out to set to set kinda the scene um we george does not have a job and has just kind of been picking up odd jobs around odyssey he was laid off because his company downscaled due to some hard times
1: yeah moved to hope arkansas hope hope yeah i don't know weird trivia from the episode that i accidentally (laughs) prepped for But they talk in this one about him getting that same job back. Yep. So like they didn't
0: actually move. We this don't know. This is the weird. This, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the weirdness we of, know this. of our daily bread, and the reason we kind of didn't include it is because it's not. Yeah. Great. It's, I don't know. It's it's the way I feel about our daily bread is they were like, oh, let's do something. With George, it would be interesting to cover, like, him losing his job. But when they did that, they had no plan for where that could go. Yeah. And this episode is... Oh, we didn't talk about the fact it's written and directed by Paul McCusker.
1: Hey!
0: It's, It's McCusker stepping in and going, like, Okay, well, like, the direction we should go with this is, like, have an arc of George being called into ministry. Like, that's something it's so that's something we've never
1: covered church kids too though like i feel like yeah it's really good well and like we i think we've
0: talked about it in passing before but like the fact that there's not really a pastor character or like church-centric storylines in odyssey despite it being a show about faith is just like interesting Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay like we're going for it now and so they write in the um, in the complete guide and in the official guide quite a bit about like this because it is such like a pivotal arc in the show. Yeah, and so the, at this point in time, Focus had this ministry dedicated to helping pastors and their families, mm-hmm. and so. They were able to pull stuff from that ministry to fuel this storyline, but also inform that ministry by the research they were doing for this storyline. It's just an interesting thing where, like, early in, I don't know, early in Odyssey, like, we have this clear alignment of, like, focus and Odyssey in a way that feels good mm-hmm no and feels, then like yeah. it feels like over time especially when we're talking about like the big sagas that is completely abandoned and then like the times where it happens again like truth chronicles and maybe whatever's going on now mm-hmm. rubs me the wrong way i think because like focus has become this political behemoth that i just don't align myself with in any way
1: yeah, no, it's really But at really this point, tough. like at this point like
0: I, I like I appreciate the like the way those two things are are playing together. Yeah. This is post Blackard, correct? This is pre Blackard. Pre Blackard. Correct, cuz Blackard is post Smith's death.
1: Yes, you are correct.
0: The the other thing that like McCusker writes in the complete guide, which like I really appreciate, is him talking about like they hadn't done anything Following like George losing his job. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to come up with something, and they were like, okay, we're gonna send him into ministry, but this means that we had to do a lot of research in order to make this feel real. Mm-hmm.
1: And I just like I appreciate that acknowledgement of like we had to make this feel real, and that meant by looking at stuff re like how it actually is.
0: Right. Like and obviously with the other like branches of their ministry and being able to like tie that in and like they're in a unique position to get to talk to people who are pastors and pastor family families in a way that like a hollywood producer isn't gonna get to
1: yeah no they definitely and that probably obviously translated into so much of what we liked about this episode um like, I really, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but just how much they talk about change um, and how difficult change is, like, yeah, that's, going into ministry is an enormous change. And, you know, the only nice thing about Daily Bread that I got from covering it was just kind of the, the concept of our Daily Bread and um, and the idea that there are circumstances in which God just... You put yourself in a position where God is the only one providing for you at all times, and ministry is often often the situation in which that happens. Right, um, and that's we're a scary see thing. A lot of that over this arc. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a very scary thing, and it's a very scary uh, set of circumstances for especially children to navigate, and and adults as well. I mean, I even liked um i don't yeah it wasn't in this it wasn't in this episode where him losing his job was such a big deal for him like like when your dad loses a job like this pride aspect yeah like this identity piece is gone and and you get i mean
0: that's that's true of anybody losing a job that they've like invested in for a long time
1: yeah 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 well and the thing that I was so surprised was to hear the mom explaining that to the children in the previous episode. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like this is, you know, focused talking to the kids that are listening, which is really cool. But the way that they went about it, I was like, wow, good, yeah, good, good on you. I, like you really actually took a good angle and was like very empathetic and understanding as far as like, this is hard for both parties and it's requiring a lot of sacrifice and a lot of change. And, the the solution is that there really isn't a good solution and the answer is you know it's not easy for anybody well and we talked about this when we talked about the kelly episodes with arthur but i just Mm -hmm. i love the degree to which
0: they are letting these like like they're letting the parents talk to the children and be honest or even Mm -hmm. when we were talking about like aubrey and ben back in like early days of novacom yeah oh there's just there's so much power to them being like yeah, we can have our like the 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 adults are not going to like put their children on a pedestal, but they're going to talk to them like human beings, and I don't feel like that's a thing we get in media often. No, it's no. It's a thing that I experience in my own life. Yeah, oh yeah.
1: But it's not like I don't think it's often portrayed well. I wouldn't I mean, in secular in secular media, especially for children, children are often used as comedic relief. And it's really, really hard because you don't get as much of those, like, actual complexities. You might get the, you know, roll music at the end of the episode. No, this is why this happened, blah, blah, blah. But, like, as far as this whole arc is concerned, I mean, this is pretty, pretty honest and raw and complex. Like, there isn't... And it- any sitcom tropes and their dynamics, and
0: it lets the kids and the parents exist in the same world exactly which is the other thing that like you do in television is just like okay we're gonna give the parents this arc and this and the kids this arc and they're you know occasionally gonna cross paths and be like hey
1: weird that you're doing this (laughs) (laughs) funny that you'd be doing the thing that you were last episode anyways george is helping wit build a
0: shed yes at wit's end uh, assumedly um, he also uh, reveals... Kidsboro <laughs>
1: canon, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, maybe
0: Maybe this is the pre-Kidsboro. Um, he also, in like a great callback slash foreshadow, George mentions that he... Um, or Wit mentions that George helped paint Emma Douglas's garage. Oh! Which Emma is, Douglas... Which um, is the garage that was painted by the Israelites, Israelites. in the book I have. And then that they later go and talk to her in... um Blackard stuff. Yeah, in the Blackards, um Chronicles, when, when Jason's trying to reform the Israelites, they yeah. go and talk to Emma, Emma Douglas. Douglas. And so it's just... Or actually, maybe Jack goes and talks to Emma Douglas. Regardless. Emma Douglas. I love... I love that Emma Douglas and her garage being painted is just like this <laughs> constant thing within Odyssey. It's a motif, right? <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> and so, like they're referencing something in a book that was written a previous, a few years previous, and then it will come up again in like their massive like villain you know, arc. Yeah. yeah, it's
1: just fun. Oh, it's so great! And the, I mean, the uh, the lemonade. I love it when Odyssey has liquids in cups because they the ice sound that they have sounds so <laughs> refreshing. Every time I'm like, "Gosh, dar- gosh, darn it! I want some lemonade right now."
0: <laughs> yeah, we can we can have a nice cup of peppermint lemonade after
1: Ooh. after recording. Ooh, popsicle kid throwback.
0: Yeah, we're just tying it into everything. This this episode is somehow everything we've covered. Everything all 900 episodes of the watch fam it's Chocolate. 2021 and we are one we, it's all coming together yeah like, oh <laughs> yeah knew that this would be what united it so he's been searching for a job for a while no, with nothing happening mm-hmm. and i like it like it talks about him like going to the inpo- unemployment office and like yeah. working through this stuff which we all it also comes up in our daily bread but mm-hmm. like I like the it's realness of grappling with that.
1: Oh, it's very real. And the thing that I've found interesting is I'm pretty sure, like, with the invention of, like, Indeed and ZipRecruiter and stuff like that. Yep. Not a sponsor, but, you know, tweet at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, with the invention of that, like, a lot of the unemployment stuff has kind of been gotten away with. Like, I know that social work definitely interacts with it, and the unemployment office is still very real. Right. But... It, it feels like at this point, it's like
0: a necessary element. Yeah. And yeah. nowadays, um, it gets shelved as like, oh, this is what people who suck do.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like
0: that, that is not me saying that. Mm. That is probably focus saying. <laughs> I mean, off the like, impression we're given. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't, I don't feel like the, I like that. It's portrayed in a non negative light in this episode, and I didn't think about the fact of how that ties in with like job sites and whatnot, but that's a really good point
1: well yeah cause this is pre internet right i mean it's pre mainstream internet no i, I mean was,
0: this is this is pre pre capital i internet yeah it internets was, uh, exist but
1: you know it it was very very interesting to hear because like I've done some job hunting at uh yeah, I don't think I've ever stood in the line for anything. And then they were talking about like cross-referencing and going to the library and doing stuff like that, and I'm like, boy, indeed just gives me a bunch of stuff that they know that other people want. Yeah. <laughs> like Yep. I'm sorry, Mr. Barkley. I know. It's it's tough. Not a sponsor. But
0: but he, he talks he talks to Wit then about like the fact that not working for all this time has gone given him this extra time to pray he feels like he's getting his life straightened out so good it's been really hard on the family and Mm -hmm. on them financially but like he can see the good in it and it's laying the groundwork for what we'll see later in the episode yeah like going back through it once you know where this is going you can see him processing through this so that when it comes at the end of the episode, it hits you out of nowhere if you're Donna and Jimmy. But you can see that it's not coming out of nowhere for George, mm-hmm. which is just good writing.
1: It's just just great writing, honestly. It's so good. And the wit dynamic is so good because wit is not yes. condescending. Wit yep. is, he's enabling. He's like, you're doing such a great job and you've... You've seemed like you've done so much good with a seemingly really bad situation, right. and like everybody's yeah. been talking about how helpful you've been, and yeah. all this stuff. And it's so uh, good. Yeah, this I is like seeing amazing adult episode. relationships oh. portrayed yeah. like nicely. Yeah, and yeah. like const- constructively that are like I don't know in all the ways that it could have gone different ways. I'm, I'm very happy. That this is the dynamic we get this episode. Yeah. Um so then we end this scene by talking about uh George selling his second car. Right. So that's where he why he, He's gotta away. go
0: home because he's selling off this car.
1: Yep. And they're gonna be a one car family, and we get this great transition to the the carburetor dying <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah.
0: He knocked seventy five dollars off the sale for uh this carburetor that's gonna cost the guy thirty bucks, so he's getting a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then it's a really good interaction with the whole family mm-hmm, and talking
1: about the car being
0: gone. Right. And and Donna is like distraught, mm-hmm. but and her dad's like, "Well, like I you, thought you were, embarrassed. you were embarrassed when I dropped this off." And he's like, e- "When I dropped you off in that car." And she's like, "Well, yes, it's embarrassing, but like I thought that was going to be my car." Yeah. And then there's a great back and forth with Jimmy Going, like, oh, no, it was going to be my car. And they're, like, back and forth for a while. And George is, like, it doesn't matter. We
1: don't have the, the car. car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a fat mood. Honestly, I... Did Did you ever... You never fought over cars with your
0: siblings. No. That was that was my, my parents' decision of, like, you... Like, we will not help you out at all with college because we don't think that that is a necessary thing. Mm-hmm. However, we do think everyone needs a car, so we'll, we'll uh, handle that
1: yeah that's that's nice now my parents did the opposite yeah. they were uh, I mean I bought my own car and then my sister got her car for free and it's like five years newer than my car <laughs> and I'm like mm, there's no way there's no way when I was getting my permit and I was like, I need to get a car I had a job like I paid cash for this thing and then she just stumbles upon a free toyota prius Are you kidding me <laughs> oh it, this this scene hit home this scene <laughs> hit home
0: <laughs> uh, and then yeah jimmy jimmy just I, proclaims to the heavens is this poverty or what yeah, and then it's <laughs> well, like no jimmy you you're hardly dumb. no
1: no you're you're, you're being dumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, um, uh, talk about the selling the golf clubs. The golf
0: clubs. This is such an interesting crux for the episode. Yeah. Of like, George is like, yeah, I'm going to sell my golf clubs. And Jimmy's like, oh no, what's next? This, the stereo? Yeah. And then George and Mary go inside, and Jimmy stays outside with Donna and is like. And has an existential crisis like, about oh his no, dad, if dad sells- is selling the golf clubs. <laughs> like, what's next? like we're you just sold a car he's losing interest in golf but dad loves golf like he this this not having a job is meaning like he's no longer interested in golf we gotta fix this yeah
1: (laughs) this is all uh this is all born out of returning his love for golf
0: and so they're like, okay, well, we we got a plan.
1: Yeah, we'll have a strategy session. Was it tonight at eleven or ten yeah, or something yeah. like
0: that? So they so they meet in Donna's room after their parents have gone to bed. We because, get the knock. Though. Quote <laughs> because they're like, we got to do this when mom and dad don't know because they know we never talk without fighting, fighting. unless yep. there's something wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the best is when they start fighting in that scene <laughs> oh it's, oh their I, their dynamic is real good it's it's so good it's so good i mean i mm, yeah i feel like you're gonna hear that a lot Chalk squad this this arc is just they they get along really uh beautifully for in front of the mic as far as just creating this really fun dynamic um and then like we said we so we cut to the jimmy and donna strategy session right um and jimmy's strategy
0: is like you remember that picture of dad that looks real bad let's just mail that to everyone and they'll give him a job out of pity yeah it's a poster child for famine (laughs) yeah donna's like we can use the computer at the um at the library to cross-reference all of dad's skills um and and Jimmy's like, what skills? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's been doing handyman work around the town. Like, obviously he has skills. Hey, but then yeah. they get into this conversation, which feels so perfect, about not knowing what, what their, their dad's dad job
1: was. Oh my gosh, I feel that way so much. like, like, did he manage operations or maybe he managed accounting? My dad calls himself a glorified garbage man, which means it's really, really, really hard to explain what a man with his master's in international business is doing as a glorified garbage man. But, um, yeah, no, he's... this, This hit home very, very real for me because every time my dad talks about his job, I'm like... You just do math all day, and I suck at math so much. How are you, my father? <laughs> and that's the vibe I'm getting from this scene. Yeah.
0: It's, oh, it's so good. And then, right, the, Donna's like, okay, neither of those are good. Maybe maybe we should just pray together. And was like, well, I have been praying. And she's like, well, you know, two or more gathered. Like, let's give this a shot. Yeah, yeah. And Jimmy just launches into wish-fulfillment
1: prayer. Mm-hmm. Which. Classic evangelical wish-fulfillment mm-hmm. prayer. I mean, not to throw a denomination on there, but, you know. Uh. And uh, and then
0: uh, and then Donna starts a prayer that sounds like something I would pray. Yeah, no, she's so mature. She I, really comes through. And yeah. then... I, they, they do such a good job of, like, distinguishing, like donna's age like it's not like she is year like it's not like she has that big an advantage over jimmy Mm -hmm. but he is a child and she is like starting to grow up
1: yeah they make it clear that she's like two developmental stages ahead of him essentially Yeah, like it's he is getting that this is real and it's important and it's becoming more of his own but like he doesn't he still feels like a kid figuring it out whereas donna's like i'm gonna be getting my driver's license like she's like what probably 15 16 you know yeah she's starting to talk like an adult she's starting to talk like somebody who heard somebody else pray pretty well one time and was like hmm i'm gonna pick up on that yeah pray pretty well thanks andrew (laughs) anytime (laughs) just
0: just you know there are clear parameters in which we must pray and you will get a grade depending on your prayer
1: i mean that's what the lord's prayer is right It's the rubric? I don't know. (laughs) They didn't make that very clear to me in Sunday school.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll have to cover that album, and maybe it'll be clearer.
1: (sighs) There's only one way to find out, and that's to keep listening. (laughs) I was thinking it, too. Um,
0: So then we jump to a scene of Jimmy and Donna like walking into Wit's End, and it's just like, good old hal smith wit being the best
1: oh gosh yeah it's so good um and and so jimmy's talking like wit asked him about his day at work and uh, jimmy fell asleep during a video about something and drooled all over his math homework um Uh uh-huh yep and today is as, as good as any day uh yeah and then so we get this dynamic of where wit is talking to jimmy about stuff that's going on with his dad and jimmy's kind of catching wit up right um and then uh, uh, wit is talking about god answering prayers in ways that we don't expect and jimmy's kind of like yeah well you know like we prayed for it and hopefully it goes well and and and, then george
0: kicks down the door yeah and then george just
1: busts him (laughs) <laughs> and he's um, like, "Hey, I uh, went to the what, the hardware store to pick up nails for the yep. shed that they're building and then cuz there's a sale and they make that very clear this episode. Right. Yep. <laughs> there's a sale at the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Uh get some wobble wedges. <laughs> yeah, and some fancy shed nails. Maybe run into Erica colburn Only if we're lucky.
0: So yeah, so he ran into this guy at the hardware store who offered him essentially a new job at his old company. Yeah. Um, and Which moved to
1: Arkansas. Nah. <laughs> that'd feel great. Yeah. Plot in Kansas consistency.
0: Right. So he's going to move to Arkansas from Illinois, wherever Odyssey yeah. is, but the he still ran into the guy at the hardware store.
1: Yes, of course. Naturally. Unclear. And, uh, um,
0: so he has... He's...
1: Yeah. It, it. So with... In the scene before this was kind of like, Jimmy, don't get your hopes up because Jimmy was talking about praying for these great jobs and everything. And then he ends the scene with, well, anything can happen, you know, with, with, with God on your side, like obviously, you know, don't count anything out. And then George pussed in and gives him this great news about this new interview. And then the scene, I'm pretty sure ends on wit being like, well, I said anything could happen. That is wink at camera. Uh huh, It's great.
0: And so he. They, they go to a scene of like Donna and Mary and Jimmy all mm-hmm. talking in the kitchen and like. Waiting for their dad right. to get home from the interview. And, and being like, ah, oh, we're not gonna, We can't all bombard him. Yeah. You know? And Act they, as nonchalant as possible. What's nonchalant? <laughs> <laughs> and then they nonchalant? are very chalant. Yeah, they're um, so chalant. And they just. <laughs> They all just, like, overpower him all at once. Well, in, the like, best thing is that he gets his life.
1: job. The job that he got is accounting and operation management, yep. which was the fake job that they thought uh-huh. that he had earlier.
0: Yeah. He's like, he's like, now, if I take this job, like, I wouldn't just oversee our operations. I'd oversee operations and accounting. accounting. <laughs> and, and Don and Jimmy go, like, oh, Ugh. it was operations before. Yeah. It's so good. And he, yeah, he goes down the list and he talks about like the fact that he'd have a company car, which was one of Jimmy's prayers. And my
1: favorite Switchfoot song, not true, but you know, it's up there.
0: And yeah, so the, George is like, they offered him the job. He's like, he doesn't know if he's going to, he doesn't know what he's going to do. And they're like, well, did they offer you the job? And he's like, yeah, but I don't know if I should take it. And Jimmy's like, did Moses go for counsel before he crossed Crossed the the Red Sea? Sea. Like, George is like, I'm going to go talk to the pastor. Like, I want to have. Yeah, I'm not like keep praying. I don't know if this is what I am meant to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's like really tough for the kids to hear. And so then isn't it? Yeah, it's,
0: it's really tough for them. And like Mary takes it well where you're like. She knows more than. Right. She's, she's been aware of yeah of the conversations going on
1: which is so cool as an audience to know that like the different ways that they're responding is based on stuff that's already been happening that we just don't get to see like yeah it would make so much sense that in this situation that the kids would not be f- as fully aware i mean especially with the uh you know with the with the but uh, i, I want to say news drop but with the, the, the breaking news of the uh the future of the barclay clan at the end of this episode i mean clearly stuff is happening whether that was intentional or not or whatever like they are i really 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 appreciate the um mary and george like married couple dynamic yep you know the power seems like george is very much like He understands that he should be in charge, like, should be, whatever, but, um, but, like, you know, he, he feels like he is the leader, but he is so quick to just be like, this is a team effort, I need to take time, we need to figure this out, like, the decisions I make don't just affect me, they affect everybody, like, he is a very just good man, and he, and he understands other people's emotions very well. Yeah. Um, which he's just
0: he's navigating. Might make him well. a good pastor, who knows. Right.
1: <laughs> and so
0: yeah, Donna and Jimmy then are talking with wit trying mm-hmm. to process through this and just being like, you know, it doesn't why make any sense why job? wouldn't he take this and like this is the perfect answer to our prayers. And wit mm-hmm. says, you know, the obvious answer isn't always the right answer when it comes to our prayers. Yeah. Amen. Hey, yeah. I feel yeah. that. Yeah, it's, I don't know. We, we, we've talked a lot over the time of doing this show about God's will because mm-hmm. it comes up a lot. And, like, that's essentially, like, the theme of this episode. Oh, yeah. And it's just, it's an interesting, like, that, because sometimes God's will is just moving forward and taking the opportunities as they come. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's making a change Mm -hmm. and taking the less traveled path. Yeah. And spending time in prayer and discernment in making those decisions to to help guide that, Mm -hmm. which is very clearly what we have here. Yeah. Is like, you know, the just because just because the path
1: like... Just because it, it, like, it, there's so, a
0: supposed answer to prayer, right? Well, and from the information that Donna and Jimmy are operating on, mm-hmm. I think it does make sense. No, why would they take them to 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 take it? Yeah, but the fact that we know that George has been going back and forth on this call to ministry in the background for a while now, mm-hmm. it makes. Like you can then see how he that has already been on his mind, so this doesn't just come out of the woodwork and go like, "Oh, this is clearly the answer to the prayer, yeah, because he is praying a different prayer entirely than what they are, yeah, and so it's like it's a thing where like, I don't know we we we've talked about getting like stressed out over like what God's will is and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think what this episode is showing is not like, hey, like, here's a time where, like, it was, like, a really hard... Like, it was really hard to discern God's will. It feels like George knows what to do, Mm -hmm. but is still, like, yeah. It, It might even just be, like, he has been dragging his feet on the ministry thing from, like, just, like, on how to make it work. Yeah, yeah. And this... I mean, that's basically what he says. And, like, this was, like... This was the, the kick in the point. pants yeah. where he was like, this is the perfect opportunity for me. And it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. Yep. So that like settles it. What I've been thinking about is what I meant to do.
1: Yeah. And it's really, that's a really, really, really hard place to be in. Like, especially when you're, you know, trying to find a new job. And I mean, I can't even imagine having children and trying to navigate that situation. <laughs> That makes it even harder because well, and just the uncertainty in their future. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The fact that
0: like, unless like I'm sorry, otherwise, but like,
1: don't have a good time a lot of times. Like, well, and Mary is not working, correct? Uh, no, no, she is working. Oh, she is. So okay. last episode, we learned, So he loses his job, and then Donna and Jimmy and Mary all get jobs. That's right.
0: Yep. Okay. Yep. I do. I do remember that. Good. Good call. Yeah. Um, and so they're basically right.
1: selling stuff to basic to, to, you know, keep make up the difference. Yeah, yeah, but they do. The they.
0: It isn't just like no one in the family is working. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That 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 makes sense. They aren't destitute, and they've done a. They they did a good job with that. Um and then so basically what the next scene is um donna and jimmy coming home and and finding their parents in the living room crying right um and <laughs> what is uh like oh jimmy asked them why they're sad yeah. and 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 he's like, well, they're not, uh, the mom says, oh, it's, you know, it's, they're not sad tears that Jibby's like, well, it looks, looks hysterical. Um, yeah. But that does, this is how they segue into but he turned down the job. Yeah. Well,
0: and like, I, I get that too, of like the emotion and the weight of the decision being yep. what breaks you and not like something oh gosh, sad yeah. happening.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. In that situation where it's like, I can't even imagine. I don't know how long he was working at the job where he was before, but we know that Donna was presumably I mean, fifteen or sixteen, and she's been he's been working there presumably their entire life. Like yeah. we'll just say that that's a safe right. you know, he's been working there for we'll say twenty years. Right. Like that's twenty years of your life that you've built around doing a certain thing. He's probably forty. Like he's yeah, you know, this is probably the job that he went to school for. And now he. And what we learned in the scene is he is going to go into the ministry. He's going to go into seminary, and he is going to become a pastor. And yeah. those are huge differences. Yep. Like he already went to school. He probably thought for twenty years that he was never going to have to go back to school, or if he did, it was going to be you know related to like business or accounting or, whatever. or whatever. Right. whatever. Like yeah, this is seminary, um, which is entirely different. And like. Yep. I'd be crying too. I probably wouldn't be able to speak coherently in that state in that yeah. state, you know. And um yeah, and he's just but yeah. he's so vulnerable. He's like it's been this long process of deciding and, you know, like it's it's really difficult and the kids respond immediately like obviously very negatively. Like they're they they're like why we don't know how to be pastor's kids. Like why would we why would we go along with this? Like, why Why are you doing this? You were given even better than what we had before. Like, company car, raise, everything that we could have hoped for. Um Because, again, so that that is the other perk of the previous episode was they spent, like, the first half of our daily bread building up to, like, how excited they were for him to have more money. Mm-hmm. And then they right. basically, like, dashed that all to pieces. And so now, here, it's like, oh, my gosh, he's actually... You know, they they sacrificed. They sold their car. They did everything that they needed to. Now they can get back up on their feet. Right. And he's saying, no, well, we're going to get on our feet, but it's just going to look entirely different than what we yeah. thought. And that's that's tough. Yeah, it it really is. We prayed for you to get a job, not this. Right. Us, as I believe Jimmy's. Donna or Jimmy think, or somebody. I think Jimmy says that it might be yeah. Donna.
0: Regardless, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy has the uh what they either Mary or George asks like if they're mm-hmm. surprised and Jimmy's like or if they're this is I I or I think someone says like I, I know this is coming as a shock and Jimmy mm-hmm. says, how about a trillion volt shock you yeah. like glowing yet
1: <laughs> yeah that is funny Jimmy is hilarious He's I gotta good, say right? I mean yeah
0: this might be where Andrew's sense of humor came from.
1: Um, which is probably why we're so such good friends, because I thought to myself, wow, sounds a lot like Dylan. Um, and
0: so, yeah, he, he's gonna, he's gonna look for part-time work. He reveals like he's been processing through this for months, like basically from the time he lost his job. Like Mm -hmm. this has been presented and is like the thing he's been wrestling with. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, having the chance to go back to where he was really solidified that he needs to go in a different direction yeah um and he's so he's gonna find part-time work um and go to seminary um
1: yeah and yeah and so
0: donna and jimmy exit the scene
1: well yeah donna and jimmy exit the scene and then um mary's like tries to say something or whatever and then is it time to is it time to say something yeah, yeah yeah and uh and then George is like, no, no, you know, one thing at a time. Let's wait. Yep. Um, and so then we get Donna and Jimmy and Wit at Wit's end. And again, just, you know, round of applause for John Avery Whitaker being a good person and doing a great job this episode, just talking these kids through their emotions and just yep. killing it. Yeah. And, uh, you
0: know, having input mm-hmm. and like not being condescending, directing them, not being condescending, not having more information from them and withholding them so that they, you know, think that they're going to die. Yeah, 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 that's, you that's know, pretty like,
1: tough. <laughs> like, just good, good wit stuff. Yeah, good wit stuff. Not intentionally, you know, terrifying children, traumatizing yeah. them. And so, yeah, he he's... um so he He, talks about he'll become a dad you know he's just my dad and then he says oh well he'll become a dad to a lot of people and they kind of talk about the difference of like what does it actually mean to be a pastor um and like how is that going to make things different for you guys and your family dynamic and it's like your whole family is in a lot of change and just by him saying that like that is counseling 101 as far as like that's what you should say in the moment Mm -hmm. you you everything that they're going through and you just be like, yeah, stuff is different now than it was before. And that is hard. Full stop. Like I'm sorry. Um, And then you can, you know, move on through that, but this is so like such a good, and then he, he redeems it by saying that uh, God is involved in these changes and that, that God is manipulating, you know, not necessarily manipulating, but God is, we see that there's a lot of change happening but we can trust in the fact that God is involved in these changes, and if God is good, therefore these changes can be good. Yeah. Um, and, and to which I said, in all caps, such a good wit episode. He's my wit. Yas. So there you go. Yeah. If that's what you want. And I think
0: also, like, this is a great scene of seeing, like, where Donna's at versus Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Of, like, she is handling it with so much maturity mm-hmm. as, like, the older sister who is older yeah obviously just bigger brain (laughs) yeah but also like the classic like you know girls mature more quickly oh yeah like the it doesn't feel like there's a huge gap in age between her and jimmy Mm -hmm. but there is like a gap in experience and just like what they're yeah yeah able to process and deal with in a way that feels really real and like i yeah i just i just really like it it's Um, so good Um, and then, uh, yeah, he's, wit. Wit says, like, this, you know, this change is going to require sacrifice. mm -hmm. Like, this isn't going to be easy for any of you, Mm -hmm. but, like, it will be good, and as they're going out, kind of quietly to himself says the best is yet to come.
1: Yeah. Which is so good. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's like, so that, that is the wit. That is a human that believes that God is going to do something beautiful in the situation and not with being God and already knowing what was going to happen. Right. Like it, that's it, yes. so good. It's so and, good.
0: And that line strikes twice as hard, at least if you've listened to the show a bunch, because when they do. The Gone episode, Mm -hmm. they reuse that audio. Yeah, yeah. Because that is an episode after Hal Smith's death. Yep. Where they are pulling a bunch of lines from elsewhere in the show to try and, like, set things up. Mm -hmm. And so that becomes, like, the line that Hal Smith's wit goes out on. Yeah.
1: The best is yet to come. Yeah. And we get Paul Harlinger. Which is great wit. Yeah. He doesn't awesome i mean yeah such a good okay um so then we get the final scene of this episode and mm-hmm. before we get into it i would like to talk about something that dylan did not pick up on but in every scene that involves the whole family it sounds like there's a turn signal on in the background yeah i can't get my head around it I-
0: andrew is listening streaming through the odyssey adventure club yep. with good headphones, Yeah, I was playing a downloaded file off my phone speaker in mono. Yeah. So, like, it might be, like, there's a good chance I just didn't notice
1: it. I was like, what what is it? It sounds, with the pace and repetition of a turn signal, but they're never in a car, which means it's either an accidental thing, or it's supposed to be some very strange ambient noise that I cannot figure out. Like, is it a clock? Yeah.
0: no i don't think so <laughs> turn signals and clocks don't sound the same no no not about. even
1: i mean we could it could be yeah i'd be willing to I,
0: I, yeah i wish i had something to add to that but i just if don't... you
1: if you've listened to this episode if you have the club and you and you hear it too please message me at least <laughs> yeah um
0: and so Let me know
1: i'm not crazy <laughs>
0: this scene begins with donna apologizing
1: for her and jimmy's reaction to Mm -hmm. things yeah which i so good so good being honest to your parents and being like you're a person and i did a thing and it was bad to you and i'm sorry
0: right and like we yeah we we were just kind of like freaking out at the moment Mm -hmm. um but like yeah this is like now that we've had some time to process like we're
1: kind of sorry for that yeah that reaction yeah it's just it's good we know it's a lot of change dad but we're ready for it mm-hmm. this is the line that's yep. given
0: are you ready for a little bit more change yeah because here comes your new sibling because your mom's pregnant boom and that's, that's where we at
1: probably ill-advised what as far as family planning is concerned oh yes <laughs> i i think that
0: that is right i think that that, i mean that's part of you you can read that as part of the thing that they've been struggling with during this whole time is like we're going to have an additional financial burden
1: yeah like
0: is now the right time to be going into ministry and like Mm. it is
1: i mean if it is if it if it's what the big man says he's not wrong (laughs) yeah so so it is yeah that kind of sets us off on what will be a uh which i com- saga i completely forgot when i was like getting ready to listen to this episode i completely forgot that mary was pregnant though
0: yeah so when so when george said or when they had that conversation about like yeah hey, we got something else mm-hmm. did you know it at that
1: point no, no. you were no. just like ah, i don't know what the other reveal is gonna be no i was just like one thing at a time good job Wait to... a one i was like wow you really shut down your wife there two i was like <laughs> yeah, okay i did think about that too <laughs> it's it's fine but uh I, yes no no hey i mean as far as the kids being better to receive it this is definitely the better time than mm-hmm. previously so yeah i that being said that's the end of the episode that is the end of the episode i like it
0: i it's like good i am excited for this saga thing that we're going arch it's gonna be really fun covering so these Barkley's. episodes
1: yeah 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 we love yeah the family dynamic great humor great writing great hopefully we get more Hal smith wit i probably don't but you know um i'm excited i'm excited to see how they tie up the end of this character because i know for a fact that as we talked about before this is one of the few characters that they actually wrote off the show and uh whole family yeah it's a whole family that they, that they wrote off the show and they're a very important family to me but i don't quite remember super well how they went about doing that so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah i can't wait um thank you all for listening
0: yeah uh you you have anything you want to plug yeah i don't either and we will be back in a week to talk about episode 264 making the grade bye guys bye WadFam Chalk Pod is a presentation of the Liditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalk Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WODFAM at gmail.com. A Prayer for George Barkley was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick. Hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wad Fam Shock Pod.